Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We're presented with the support of Case Western Reserve University School of Business. I'm Dan Paletta. Glad you can join us. There's a famous quote from Bill Gates who was asked, what competition did he fear? Everybody expected him to say, I'm scared of a high tech company, but he said, I worry about the two guys in a garage. Well, in 1972, two guys basically in a garage in Cleveland created what has proved to be one of the nation's leading innovation companies. Here to talk to us about what Nottingham Spurk does and how they have shaped everything from toothbrushes to the, how we clean our homes to medical devices is Bill Nottingham, a general partner for the organization, as well as the vice president for growth. Bill, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Can you take us back and give us a, just a very brief history of how Nottingham Spurk did get started with these two gentlemen? One of whom you two you know very well. Well, you know it, it's a it's a great story, uh, and it was one that really inspired me. You know, think about back. You know, obviously I was not around then, but you know they didn't have email. You know, they didn't have Twitter, LinkedIn. All they could do was uh, write letters, and so you know they went John and John, like we call them, writ, wrote a bunch of letters to companies in the Cleveland area. And frankly, there really weren't design firms other than uh, there's a group called Greeley and Hess. Uh, there's a group, um, but I think it was just, it was kind of a new idea. You know, most people worked for corporations and they went on their own and they sent a bunch of letters out and nobody returned their phone calls. And until one day they got a phone call from a gentleman from a company called Rotodyne. And Rotodyne was a rotational molding manufacturer. And they said, do you know anything about rotational molding? And of course they said, of course, we know all about rotational molding. We'd love to talk to you about how we could help you do that. And then, you know, no, no, no kidding. When the phone hung up, they had no idea what rotational molding was. And they went to the library and got books on it and read about it. And I believe, uh, and then what happened was uh, they, they said, uh, essentially it turned into what we know as little tykes. You know, rotational molding is a classic manufacturing process that would make items like bedpans. And so they said, you know, let's put wheels on it and make it a wagon. And that, you know, turned into toys like the Cozy Coop and other types of things. And I think to this day, we've been, probably done more rotational molded products than any other firm of our size. But what that says is, you know, you give things a try and you stretch yourself. You take managed risks and you just take chances. And what happened is they... They ended up, uh, you know, succeeding, creating a great relationship. And it's fun because in the 80s, I don't think there was any family movie or show that didn't have a Little Tykes toy in the yard. And uh, it, it was a, a really great story for Ohio and Cleveland. Talk about this idea, though, of an innovation company. I think that can be somewhat nebulous to some people with one had to create a definition of it. Is there one? Well, you know, so we start out as a design firm. Uh, my father and John Spurk both graduated from the Cleveland Institute of Art, uh, which also where I graduated. And so it was around the concept of designing and creating products and uh, developing something that is not only aesthetically pleasing, but functional and ergonomic. Innovation is really pulling all of it together. So you think of design on one hand, you have to think about engineering, how it's made, uh, what it costs. And if it's functionally going to work, but then insights, do people care? Do they like it? Do they not? What's missing? And so when you think of innovation, it really pulls all of those elements together. And that's what we do here at NS. Does Nottingham Spurk look at a product and then approach a company and say, you have X product, we think we might be able to make it better or, or make it more cost effective for you? Or is it more the issue of companies coming to Nottingham Spurk and saying, 
we need help with this or we want to change this? Or is it a combination of both? Well, you know, when I think of creativity, or what I love about creativity is there's so many avenues. There's so many ways to approach. So really, my answer would be we approach it from lots of angles. So yes, I love going to Walmart or Target or CVS and just walking down the aisles and see either A, what's missing, or B, what could be improved. And what we do is we'll create what we call an open innovation, which is something that we do internally and just make it ourselves and think, well, who would like this? And so we approach companies and we say, this is something that we feel could be a nice addition to your product line. And then we co-create and make it into something commercialized. Now, sometimes companies come to us and say, we need something new, but we don't know what we need. So we'll look up and, and do some research to identify that. And then at the same time, they'll say exactly what they need. And then we'll help co-develop that as well. So there's lots of approaches. Oh, and by the way, sometimes we'll just create a new company. <laughs> it's, I mean, everybody says the hardest thing about writing a book is that once you have the idea, you know, you've got to sit down and write it. I mean, how does this work with the Nottingham Spurk employees or do you brainstorm? Do you guys sit around? I know you just mentioned like I might walk down the, a Walmart or walk through a Sears or whatever is left these days and, and think of ideas. But do you guys sit down and have brainstorming sessions and try to come up with new ideas and just toss stuff out? Yeah, I love brainstorming. I love creative sessions. You know, a lot of companies think that, you know, you have problems. Well, let's go have a brainstorm and everything will be solved. And we always say that it, it that helps, but it's really a, a lifestyle, a culture. It's got to be a continuous uh, endeavor. It's it's multiple sessions. You know, I, I, it starts with hiring the right people. We we want to hire people that are open minded, challenging, but cognitively diverse. So different backgrounds, different education levels, different educations, and so it's about establishing a group that is. Uh, trusting of each other, but also challenging. And, you know, yes, uh, we, we sometimes have spur of the moment conversations. You know, they talk about the water cooler conversations. We have a real open atmosphere here. And so a lot of the nice, a lot of great ideas happen when someone happens to be walking by your desk and saying, what's that? And then it creates an idea. Who's on the team at Nottingham Spurk? Who, who works there? We have about 75 uh, associates. And it's a cross-section between user insights, specialists, uh, designers, engineers. And uh, our engineering uh, staff is, uh, is complete with mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, and biomedical engineers. Because, you know, medical is a specialty. And so that's something we've focused on here because of all these great institutions like the clinic and UH and Metro and VA. And then we have prototype technicians. And these could be machinists. Uh, full-time machinists. We've got, uh, you know, you know, we love people that can just figure out how to build something. So they may have a, an expertise in um, in painting or or building uh, uh, prototypes. But what if you don't know? What if it's something new that's never been done before? And so, because we have all these different various backgrounds uh, of, of of specialists, that kind of creates a new idea where someone feeds off of another. So it's really when you have the designers, the engineers, the prototype, the insights, and then also sourcing, we have people on staff that help align with manufacturers too. What about those tech people? You mentioned machinists. We talk about this all the time on the landscape. Do we have enough of those people to do that kind of work here in Northeast Ohio? You know, we're, we're hiring a lot right now. Uh, we're growing. And I want to say that, yes, 
So a lot of companies that I meet when I used to travel, which I hope I can do soon, uh, were asking me, you know, where do you find your talent? And I say, you know what? We grow it. You know, we've got interns from the Cleveland Institute of Art and Design. We've got interns from Case Western. We have a great relationship with both uh, Cincinnati, University of Cincinnati, OSU, Ohio Northern. And, uh, you know, we grow our talent. Uh, I really feel that the magic of Ohio is truly hands-on innovation uh, and, and knowledge. And I think the most important thing is you have people in this region that are are their team, their team players. You know, they're not necessarily wanting to uh, go rogue. And I think that, you know, the culture that we have in the Midwest is ideal for starting a company like ours. In 2020, Nottingham Spurk announced an innovation hub that they were going to team with with Ernst & Young. How's that project coming and what does it allow you to do? We're very excited about it. Uh, it's about to open in uh, late October and it is a very unique relationship. It's I'm going to call it like a joint partnership, a joint uh, kind of venture type of thing. And we're going to approach companies together and use the best of what Nottingham Spurk has and the best of what EY has. And, uh, you know, we're excited because it's going to be, um, we're calling it the, the EY Nottingham Spurk Innovation Hub. And we took our, if you've been to NS, we have this, what we used to call a garage and we just gutted it. We opened it up. Uh, we removed large pillars, and we, we call it an in, uh, an intro skeleton. So we put these these arches on the inside of our of our arched roof to support it, so we can create multi levels. Uh, it's going to be full of technology. Uh, it's going to be what we call a wave space, and we'll be able to invite uh, clients in and show them how we could co co collectively innovate and reinvent their business. Uh, you know, bring it into the new digital age of manufacturing and help companies transform themselves. This is going to be a global, uh, you know, a, a global wave space network. And so, um, you know, like anything, it's, it's a work in progress. We're going to be developing it over time. And we're very excited about the possibilities. Uh, after we're going to have a private event uh, opening in October. After that, uh, you know, we'll be open to, uh, to host meetings and, and bring people there. But really what it's going to do is it's going to make innovation front and center and it'll be a really great space for the region. Bill Nottingham from Nottingham Spurk joins us on the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We're presented with the support of Case Western Reserve University School of Business. I'm Dan Paletta. Bill, we've talked about innovation in terms of creating new project, projects and new products, I should say. But there's also this issue of creating, taking products that have already been invented, obviously, and, and making them a lower price. And one of the big success stories for Nottingham Spurk was the, the uh, spin brush. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because there's something, I mean, electric toothbrushes have been around for a long time, but you guys did something different with it. So if you are a Clevelander, you'll remember one of the, one of the great stories out of the area was the Interplaque toothbrush. It was something that came out, uh, the Linseth family in, in the, in, in the, I think the nineties. And that really spotlighted uh, toothbrushing as something that is really could be interesting. And, you know, we, we, we created a product around that time called the Spin Pop, and um, it was a company, uh, Cap Toys, and the, uh, the, the, the entrepreneur was John Osher, and uh, I'm sure many of the listeners will, will know him. And at the time, uh, the Mentadent toothbrush came out, and it was the first $7 manual brush, and they claimed you know, it had rubber grips, and it had uh, you know, high-end bristles. And we said, you know, we're, we're creating spinning lollipops for $5. I wonder if we could create a toothbrush. 
And so we actually created the first under $5 electric toothbrush. And what that did was it made brushing fun. It gave you a better overall effect. Kids liked it. And the magic is we got kids to want to brush their teeth. <laughs> and, you know, it's amazing to think at the time, I think 3% of all toothbrushes were powered and now it's 30%. So we, we really grew the market. Uh, I believe that we helped people buy more expensive toothbrushes too, because it got people into the frame of mind of using a powered toothbrush because it was easy. You know, you could take one, you could throw it in your gym bag, you could put one in your travel kit, you could have one in your, your house. And so it really was a big hit. We, we started out, it's called Dr. John's Spin Brush. And this was sold at uh, Myers stores and I believe Heinen's. And we did this as a soft launch. And then fast forward, we, we got the license for Crest, which was known for just toothpaste. And then P&G ended up acquiring us and it just, it made history. It was one of the highest selling toothbrushes of all time. It was P&G's first device. And uh, it's a great story for the region. And uh, I think everybody else has benefited too, because we all got nicer teeth. <laughs> the spin brush, you were responsible for the Swiffer Sweeper Vac. These are household items. You've also mentioned that Nottingham Spirk is involved in medical innovation. What's something that the company's done along those lines? Very exciting news. This is something exciting that just happened recently. We are creating what will be the first FDA-approved therapy device for sports-related concussions. And many parents like myself, we all have kids that are playing football and we want to make sure that they stay healthy and they do things to prevent long-term effects. And to date, nobody has solved this. It's, you know, go in a dark room and wait it out. And, and that is something is a clearly a pain point. And so we got together investors, uh, several uh, former NFL players, and we developed a chiller that will cool the brain down and your blood flow from your carotid artery. Uh, the, the local uh, CEO is John Zach. And um, we, are, we had several uh, successful clinical trials with uh, high school athletes. And we're excited to say that it's been uh, identified as a breakthrough medical device, which will expedite this through FDA. And once this gets out there, we could help a lot of people and have this in training centers and uh, locker rooms to really help kids uh, kids really stay healthy and have something to help them feel better after a concussion occurs. It's amazing. I mean, we think in the old days, we just were like, shake it off kind of thing. Now, that especially with soccer, where there's a lot of concussions in addition to football, what a, what a great idea to be able to help people along those lines. Uh, in addition to this concussion device, you've also been working on a, a sort of diagnostic device. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it was a diagnostic device. It's a new company called XA Tech, and the device is called the Clot Chip. And this is a great uh, regional uh, win. Uh, we actually we teamed up with uh, some doctors out of Case Western Reserve University, and this device will measure the physical property of blood for its uh, to identify w whether your blood is um, a tendency to clot or be thinner for the latest class of blood thinner medications. And so this could be something today, there's nothing out there that does this. And what it does is, I, I like to call it, um, you know, it's, it's you know, you, everybody's heard about Theranos and, uh, and their Edison device that did a lot of things. This does one, one process very well, and it works. And it's also had some successful clinical trials. And it's another Cleveland startup. 
Uh, and also, oddly enough, with John Zach as well. He's a, he's a CEO of XA Tech. Um, and so we're, we're excited about where this is going to go. And again, this could help a lot of people. We mentioned all the great successes of Nottingham Spurk. How about a swing and a miss, one that didn't work or one that you missed out on? You know, you, you, I, I love to talk about where, you know, people say fail fast, learn, uh, test and reiterate. We like to say that when you want to launch something, you soft launch it. And if you soft launch it, you're, you're testing it in a, in a certain specific market with a, fr- with a focus on learning. And so early on in the spin brush days, we soft launched the Dr. John's toothbrush in, in, in local grocery stores. And at the time, if you remember, Arm & Hammer toothpaste became uh, a real fast, a successful solution because it gave you bright teeth. The challenge is the grit in the, in the toothpaste actually affected the plastic and our bristles uh, were falling out of the toothbrush. Now, imagine if that was a PNG product, that would have been a recall. So the nice thing is that we learned, we did what we call a running change and the, uh, we were able to change the plastic and it worked. And so that was something that we were able to quickly solve. Uh, you know, I always like to say innovation is all about timing. Sometimes timing is your, is your worst enemy because are people ready for it? Is the technology ready to go to? And so, you know, we always say that, uh, you know, you start small and then you go big. Innovation sometimes make things uh, less expensive or they improve upon a product. They also sometimes make them easier to use. And that's the case that in, a, in a paint can that Nottingham Spurt came up with. I, I love this one because I do feel today this is still one of the most internally disruptive products. Because if you talk to anyone from Sherwin-Williams, either you lo- they love it or they hate it. It was something that was really designed to the DIY, the D, uh, the, the, the DIY customer. And it was the first product that they did that was focused on that. It actually saved the Dutch Boy brand. So, you know, now Dutch Boy is the innovation brand of the, of the company. Uh, you know, Menards does a really great job displaying it, selling it in their stores. And uh, I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's an example that we really solve pain points. We got 23 patents on it. You don't need tools to open it. You don't need tools to close it. You know, John Spurk has this great uh, quote, and he says, you know, do, would you, if, if you had to use a screwdriver to open a gallon of milk and a hammer to close it, is that something you just deal with? Well, that's what you've been doing for the last hundred years for paint. And with us, you just open it with your hands. Well, someone who still can't open a gallon of milk, I, I may, I may have to, may have to go with the screwdriver. But no, but I always thought that was so neat. It's just that concept of this couldn't be any easier. It, it did. It, it really made it. I, I, I personally will drive to Menards just to get that can, <laughs> or, oh. or I guess the plastic can. So I don't know if you call it a can anymore. What's the business practice of Nottingham Spurk? Do, do you charge clients an upfront fee, or is it a royalty fee as things go on? How does it work, or is it a combination of both? We try to make it a win for everybody. So the one thing we don't do is pro bono work. Uh, we do, uh, so we'll be very flexible. You know, we can charge a straight fee uh, on based on our, our time and effort, or we'll do what we call a shared success. Well, we'll lower our fees for a piece of the upside. It could be uh, a royalty uh, based on net sales, or it could be equity if it's a, if it's a new company. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is we want to get through the process and start working together, prove it out and, and, uh, and learn. Is there any thoughts on the next big innovation growth market, uh, something down the pike we should be looking for? 
Yes. I, so I go to the Consumer Electronics Show every year. I'm a, I'm a big uh, supporter of that association. I'm a member. I want to be where all the tech is. I want to see where things are going. And so not only that, but we obviously create tech devices. So the, the great thing about getting out and seeing what other people are doing is you get to see what the pulse is. And I like this area of augmented reality and virtual reality. It's, it's really, it's kind of the non, so if you think of Nottingham Spurk, we're doing all physical devices. This is not physical, but we do have an app. We do have an AR app. Uh, it's called NS360 and it's, uh, it's on the app store and Android and Apple. And I believe that, uh, you know, can we do, can we wear computers? Can we, uh, you know, break down the pain points so we're not just looking at our devices? So I believe today there's supposed to be a launch uh, uh, while recording uh, from Ray-Ban and Facebook. They're launching a pair of uh, smart glasses. So, you know, we'll see. It's, 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 a, it's a new frontier. There's a lot of opportunity. And uh, I'm, I'll be very excited to see how it progresses. We look forward to more innovations from Nottingham Spurk. Bill Nottingham, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Bill Nottingham is a general partner at Nottingham Spurk, an innovation company here in Northeast Ohio. He joined us for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. We are presented with the support of Case Western Reserve University's Weatherhead School of Business. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.